Buenos dias, everyone, and welcome to the Orange Bird Show. I'm your host, Alex Sedell, and welcome back to episode number four. We've now had the show, including the trailer episode, going for about five weeks here, which is really, really exciting stuff. Today, we're going to be covering some Disney news that's been happening over the past couple of weeks. Now, I don't want to make Disney news kind of a segment that we do every week. I just want to touch base every few weeks with maybe shorter shows like this to cover all the news in the world of Disney and catch up on all the things we have missed. So let's jump right in with our first bit of news. Let's talk about Disney's holiday offerings for the 2022 season. There's a few things that I'm pretty excited about and one big thing that is missing here. I'm interested to hear your reactions. Head over to our Instagram at The Orange Bird Show. If you want to react with me, I'll kind of give a post on there about this specifically and then uh, let's talk about it. So the first thing that I want to talk about, the missing thing, we'll start on a negative and then we'll, we'll work our way to a positive here. The big news is that there will once again be no dream lights on the castle. Now, these are the holiday white kind of lights that show up on the castle every year, at least have pre-COVID, and they haven't been back. So these are one of those things that around the holiday times kind of separate the castle from all the different times of the year. Now, I know with the 50th decorations, they didn't do them last year. So maybe there's just it doesn't look right would be the read I get from Imagineering. Totally fine. Um, obviously, I, I would assume they'll be back next year. I would assume once the 50th decor goes away, these dream lights will be back. So that's kind of the big thing that, that swept through the Disney world of, hey, they're not coming back once again. But I'm not too surprised. And hopefully next year they will be back. Now, I'm personally one of the people who once the 50th decorations come down, I like the castle the way it is. And I, even the dream lights for me, they're great around the holiday times, but I kind of like the plain castle to be completely honest and, and maybe the projections for happily ever after to be on there, but I, I'm pretty cool either way. I'm kind of impartial, but I'd love to know some of your thoughts. There will be special castle projections throughout the holiday season, I believe in the form of a show as well. There will be seasonal decorations throughout Main Street USA. This is one of those things that comes back year after year, the Christmas tree in the hub, um, or not in the hub, in kind of the center, right as you walk into the front gate, big Christmas tree right there, and of course the garlands, the wreaths all around Main Street USA. Moving on to Epcot, of course the Candlelight Processional is back for this holiday season, and the thing I'm most excited about over at Epcot is the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Overlay. That's a mouthful right there for sure, but there is some overlay coming to Cosmic Rewind. Now, I believe that means that we're getting a new song. Uh, we currently have six on that ride as is, and then I guess there will be a seventh one. Now, I'm not going to be able to make it down to Walt Disney World before the holidays are over um, here up in Pennsylvania. But if you do get an opportunity, let me know how that is. I'm excited to hear. I forget which song. I've only been on Cosmic Rewind once. Now, I've talked to plenty of people who have been on multiple times and have a whole ranking for songs. So I'd be curious for those people. I, I'm excited for this holiday overlay and it gives kind of that a new energy to the ride. I'd love to see them continue with these overlays every so often, you know, do a song this year, maybe bring the same song back if it's a big hit next year, or even, you know, do a whole new song every single year would be really cool. I mean, throwing a song on that ride, I, I can't imagine is 
too difficult. Obviously, there's got to be timing things that go on, but hopefully they can keep that ride, which I think is is one of a kind, absolute world class, if not one of the best in the world, at least in the coaster industry for, for people who aren't too high thrill, where I've got to be constantly doing corkscrews and all sorts of things. It kind of finds a weird middle ground for me, at least. So I'm excited that they're continuing to update this ride. And even though it's you know very new, you know the parks are ever-changing, as, as Walt said. So that's really, really exciting to see. So two things kind of going on in Epcot. And then over on Disney's Hollywood Studios, there is a Santa Claus motorcade. So I guess you can meet Santa Claus and pals um, over there. Frozen sing-along will have a holiday finale. Um, that will be interesting to see. I'm not too sure. I, I don't even know if I've actually seen that show, to be completely honest, in person. I think I had a buddy who worked over there, but I haven't seen it. Um, seasonal decor, of course, and I hear that there will be special decor in Toy Story Land. So I'm interested to see what that is. I believe they had some of that last year, so I'm interested to see if we get an addition to the existing decor or if we'll get the same as last year. So interested to see what they do over there at Disney's Hollywood Studios. At Animal Kingdom, special artisan sculpted Arctic puppets. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I believe those will be somewhere in Discovery Island. So I'll have to wait for some pictures for those to come out and see what that is all about. There will be a Santa Claus festive flotilla. I believe that's how you say it. Um, Flotilla, flotilla. I'm not sure on the pronunciation to be completely honest, but kind of like how Mickey goes around in that boat. I believe it will be the same sort of thing. And then there will be Discovery Island festive flotilla as well. Flotilla. I'm Still not sure how to say it. Fortunately, I have it in the show notes a few times here. So I believe those, uh, the Discovery Island Festive Flotilla will be drummers, uh, which will go around, which will be cool, similar to Mickey and Minnie on the boats. And that will be kind of fun entertainment to watch as you're walking around and it just happens sporadically. The Tree of Life is also receiving a special show, which will be pretty cool. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. So those at least... That, that's kind of the big stuff that's coming to the four parks. Of course, there will be special treats, special foods um, all throughout the holiday season. And then, you know, you can be sure to look out for gingerbread houses at the Grand Floridian and all sorts of other holiday decor around property. So, you know, the holidays are definitely a very fun time down in Disney. And it seems like we're getting quite a few things. I'm most excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, And then lastly, at Disney Springs, there will be some snow that will occur, which is pretty cool. So head over there for some snow during the holidays down in sunny and warm Florida, even though there is kind of a a misconception, at least when I was down there in January, it does get a little chilly down there. And I'm talking, you know, not zero degrees Fahrenheit. I'm talking maybe low 40s could be a possibility, 50s. So you you don't think that that's all that cold, at least if you're from up north. But when you're down there and you have the perception that it's going to be warm, somehow that 40 degrees really does feel quite a bit colder. So if you're going down this holiday season, make sure to dress accordingly. It's kind of that weird time in Florida where you're not really sure what to wear on, on each given day, to be completely honest. So that is our overview of all of the holiday offerings. I'm sure I maybe missed a few here or there, but those are the big things I wanted to touch on today. 
In less fortunate news, to be completely honest, Angela Lansbury, who is the voice of Miss Potts and Disney legend, has unfortunately passed away at the age of 96. I know her voice is quite iconic in Beauty and the Beast and, you know, coming from working at Be Our Guest with that soundtrack, you know, definitely um, my heart goes out to her family and, and everyone involved there. Um, so yeah, that, that's unfortunate news. I, I thought I'd throw it in, but definitely not, um, you know, in the best light possible. I, I, I just wanted to get that out there, but not the happiest of things today. Um, to, to switch gears once again, Fantasmic testing has been seen. So that's really quite exciting. Uh, Fantasmic coming back to Hollywood Studios would do quite a bit for the park in terms of nighttime entertainment. That show is always quite amazing. The soundtrack has been used countless places. I believe even here at Penn State during some of our football games, it's been used in the stadium. So excited to see that come back. And then Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is planned to open January 27th over at Disneyland. We already have it at Disney World, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but the West Coast is getting it as well over there in Toontown. And that is planned on January 27th. So exciting stuff that we're getting uh the attraction that I got to cast preview, at least in Disney World, on both coasts. And I, I think it is really quite fun. Um, obviously, there there could be debate. You know, the great movie ride, you like that better. But I have a lot of fun on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I, I absolutely love the attraction and really happy to see it get the love it deserves, at least at both parks. So that's, that's really cool. The last thing I want to talk about in news, we're, we're only going to cover a few points I said at the beginning of this episode you know, I, I didn't want to make this overly long. You know, there's plenty of other places to listen to some Disney news. I just wanted to get some of my takes. But the last thing that we're going to talk about today is pricing at Disney World. And, and some of you might be aware that in the last week or so, there have been quite a few price increases. One of the big ones we've seen is Disney's Genie Plus cost has tiered pricing based on date so depending on the day you go the price may change of disney or of uh, not disney plus of genie plus excuse me will change based on the date you're there and the demand ranging from 15 to 22 dollars so we previously saw a flat rate every single day for genie plus of 15 dollars now we have that seven to seven dollar difference uh, depending on the day, it could be 15 to 22. I'm not sure, you know, somewhere in between 18. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I, I imagine, you know, some of those busier days are going to be on those 22. And I, I'm sure those $15 days are going to be far and few between from the way that things normally go. Lightning Lane at the same time for rides like Rise of the Resistance, those extra passes that you have to get in. You know, I know Genie Plus is confusing as is, and now we're throwing variability in terms of pricing in there. But they, those prices for Lightning Lane are apparently rumored to range from $15 to $25 for things like Rise of the Resistance. So, I mean, we paid, I think my family might have paid $15 for Rise of the Resistance, if I believe, in the summer. It was one of those things we had to do. And we had a large party and, you know, getting in at seven o'clock wasn't an option or whatever time it may be. So we did pay the 15. Now, when you push that price to 25, I'm really struggling here to see, you know, the benefit here. It's tough. 
right? As, you know, larger families come in or even just a party of one. I mean, throwing $25 for one attraction when you're already paying what for a park ticket, it's really starting to add up at Disney and it's really getting scary in terms of these price increases that are constantly, constantly happening. Outside of Genie Plus, which is confusing as is, don't get me wrong, and these price increases definitely are not on the favorable side for us as guests. There are even more price increases across property, just to name a few of them that I found online. Savi's Workshop, where you can build a lightsaber, has gone up from $220. You heard that right. That price is already going up, is going to $249, a $29 price increase to build a droid at the Droid Depot at Hollywood Studios as well. It's going from $99 to $120. And then the worst one to me, you know, it's minimal, but it's going to add up at least in the profit margin for Disney here is fountain drinks are going up from $3.99 to $4.29. So a 30 cent increase, which which isn't a lot in terms of us as consumers and guests, you know, that 30 cents is not going to make the difference really. But if I believe correctly, Disney and Coca-Cola already have like a sponsorship, a deal with each other where Disney basically gets their drinks for free. And not only that, but those syrup containers that make fountain drinks cost like nothing anyways, even if Disney didn't have to buy or didn't, I think, get them for free potentially from Coke anyways. And not not that they don't cost nothing, but I mean per sale that you make every drink that you sell it's like one cent if even is the cost to just produce that drink so you know just another increase that i don't love to hear obviously i understand these things are necessary you know with inflation but it it just feels like disney is maybe sometimes moving faster than everything else around it especially you know, you look at Savi's workshop that's going from 220 to 249, $29 increase. You know, the experience isn't changing, the quality isn't changing, at least to my knowledge. And I, I could be wrong and I'm willing to take that back, but it, it just hurts. You know, as a guest, especially myself as a 22 year old who's, you know, about to hop into industry and a new job and doesn't have any savings, to be completely honest. I mean, let's be real college loans, got to pay those off. So, these price increases scare me as an aspiring park goer. It's tough to justify these vacations when the prices just keep keep increasing. Um, as a fun side note, I was actually looking at Disney Cruise Line today. There are specialty offers on their website. There were cruises on there, I believe, four-day cruises maybe for like $850. All right, so let's, let's let's take that price real quick, $850, and let's say we go to the parks for four days. You know, parks four days, cruise for four days. The cruise is all included with food. The parks, you're adding food. You're adding a hotel. Both places you got to travel to anyways, so I'm, I'm going to get rid of the travel cost. But at some point, some of these specialty cruises might almost be less than a four-day trip to Walt Disney World. Now, Obviously, calculations and excursions on these cruises could kind of bump you over the edge. But my experience with Disney Cruise Line has been phenomenal through the two cruises I've been on with Disney and in my life, the only two cruises I've I've been on. I'll have a comparison this summer when I had my way on a Europe cruise on a different cruise line. But 
Disney Cruise Line is fantastic. And I would say it almost sometimes beats the parks in terms of my experience. So I'm interested to see where the trend is going. Obviously, Disney Cruise Line will probably increase in price as well. But I think that there could be merit to say it might almost be cost effective to go on a Disney cruise, depending if you can get one of these special 30% off, you know, select stateroom with X amount of people. So obviously there's other factors there, but these price increases are definitely not what we love to see. So that pretty much wraps up the Disney news that I want to cover today. And that should, you know, wrap up our episode around this 17 minute mark. So it's been fun. Next week, we'll do a little bit of Disney history should be the plan there. But as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Orange Bird Show really helps us out and also create some discussion with you guys. I love to talk with everyone about Disney's, that would be super awesome. As always, these videos or these episodes are also posted on YouTube at The Orange Bird Show. If you'd like a video version of, of my face as I talk around and look at my notes down below here. And lastly, of course, all of our episodes are on every podcasting or at least major podcasting platform. But my name is Alex Edel. It's been a pleasure talking with you and have a great week. This is the Orange Bird Show.